Hey, I'm Freya Wilcox. I am the lead singer guitarist of Freya and the Hounds, and this is my couch. Welcome to uh, episode one of Other People's Couches. This is technically episode 1.1, because the first one isn't good enough. Um, <laughs> and I'm here with my good friend, Freya Wilcox, who uh, I met through playing in various shows around the city, and I'm now the bass player in her band, Freya Wilcox and the Howls. Poor bastard. Yeah. And that accent leads us to the first question. So is it true you're Australian? It is true I'm Australian. I'm so very Australian. And how did that happen? Well, I think that uh, my parents met because mum was working at KFC. At Wait, some point really? after that, yeah, they worked at KFC together. <laughs> um, but I think that my dad was uh, continued to go through the drive through a bunch because he was hitting on mum's friend that had bigger tits than her. Oh, all right, um, all right, And fine. then that didn't work out, and then so he continued to come through the drive through to talk to mum, who, mm-hmm. like, despite her smaller tits, still had something going for her. And so then at some point, your dad pursued her, or your mom pursued him. Oh no, Dad! Like, uh... no, kinda, no, no. It sounds like he was playing darts. Yeah, he was. He was. He was just really <laughs> trying to hit whatever he could. Um, <laughs> actually, there is a story where I think that maybe Mum was pursuing him, but was in the shadow of the other friend a little bit because uh-huh, her boobs were too big. Because her boobs were too <laughs> big. They were just casting way too much shadow. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> but she went to a party with this friend, which mm-hmm. I think was the first time she saw my dad. In like a social situation outside of the car at the drive-through. Yeah, I don't even really know the timeline of that. I can only assume that that's how it was going. Like that's very beautiful. typical teenage yeah. uh, story. And he was at the party, I guess, and she thought that she was gonna rock up to this party in like a, I think it was like a little yellow dress mm-hmm. that was really floaty and cute. And she just thought she looked adorable, and she probably did look adorable. And she rocked up to the party with the friend that Dad had been into, wearing a super slutty outfit. And mum took one look at her and went, oh, I fucked up. (laughs) So I guess he, like, hooked up with her. I don't know what happened there, but that didn't work out. And then uh, my parents, shortly after that, I guess, they were 18. My mum was 18 when they got married. Dad was 19. So Are the movie rights for this uh, story, like, bought yet? Because, I mean, that's really... Not quite yet. 18-year-olds getting married. Jesus. I guess not. Um, Mm. So, yeah, they, they did that. Super happy for like twenty years, even. That's not so bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. I assume at some point they had sex twice, probably. So Does that mean you have a sibling? I do have a sibling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. That's yeah. it. So uh, I have a brother who's a hippie. Is he older or younger? He's younger. He's uh. So you're the he's oldest. Two years younger. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Really? I either assumed you were an only child or the youngest, because you've got like this. I mean, so you you even left Australia to come to America, and that, why did you leave? Was it for music? Was it for love? It <laughs> this again goes back just way too far in time. Um, I was I was living in Brisbane, mm-hmm. and I was going to uni. I was living in this house that was just like it was my aunt's house, but we were under the impression that it was going to be demolished. Like it was just kind of like dodgy. The mu- there were mushrooms that grew in the bathroom. Not on purpose though. No, it wasn't like like a... they just like crop up, and you'd like be walking past at like three in the morning. You'd be like, oh my fucking god, there's mushrooms. They've been there for years. The shower electrocuted you if you touched the metal while you were showering. 
<laughs> yeah, it was beautiful. That only started towards the end, though. Uh-huh. But um, it was a house that did get uh, used and abused a bit, unfortunately. So I'd been living there and uh, just sort of like at uni, had a bit of a weird lifestyle in that I was a student that never went to school. So I was pretty much just an unemployed person. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I did have a job for a minute, but I chopped off a bit of my finger and they didn't, never which, brought me which back. Which finger? This one. This one. It's all there. Yeah. It's, it's at a weird angle. You see, I was just like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get, it wasn't okay. bad, but it's I chopped off a bit of my finger when I was making pico de gallo, which now that I live in America, I've realized that I worked in a Mexican restaurant and I had no idea how to cook Mexican food. I can tell you that New Zealand Mexican food is the worst Mexican food I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> it's like, this is a burrito. We just rolled a bunch of stuff into it. I was like, this is just like bean paste. There's no, <laughs> nothing else going on in this burrito. Yeah. Australia's yeah. the same way. Australia's pretty much the same, just, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty so crazy. Bad. And it's not even spicy. I hadn't even like had spicy food until I came here. My favorite part, I'm going to just interject here, my favorite part about spicy food in New Zealand, they were like, now New Zealand's notorious for not having any spicy food. They'd be like, do you want the spicy burrito? I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. They're like, are you sure it's pretty spicy? And I'd be like, no, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. And like, I would eat it and they'd be like, how are you feeling? You okay? I'm like, no, this is fine. I didn't even taste it. And they're like, you're crazy. And it, you know, and then I was worshipped as a god and I left because it was just too much pressure. But, um, so that's the story of spiciness and burritos. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, exactly no. the same in Australia. I first yeah. came here, I came to California. I was in like this fucking, it was the, it, California the first time was a real trip out because I was in this crazy gigantic like Mexican supermarket, mm-hmm. which we don't have in Australia. We don't have Mexicans in Australia. Like, that is... That's true, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. So, I was in this place, and I was like, what is going on here? There's, like, some police song being sung in Spanish over the radio. And I was like, this song isn't like this. This not That's not how it goes. <laughs> I never, I've never known that to happen, but that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it was bizarre. So, anyway, I ate some spicy food in there and freaked out. And since then, my better half decided that it was really fun to give me spicy food all the time. Well, you just so offered me sriracha earlier. For yeah, dude, now, now I'm but all now about you're spice. Okay, you're all about spice. Yeah, I'm like, okay. let's make everything hot. Um, sorry, I got sidetracked, though. It's okay, um, it happens. So, <laughs> so you came to America for music, for love, for both, or none? So, I, I came for love, actually. Mm-hmm. But I guess music was this scapegoat for me as well. Um... The plan wasn't to move here at all, because uh-huh. uh, I'd just finished school, just left the weird house, um, and I had I had nothing, really. Well, I hadn't quite finished school, I'm sorry, I just lied, but close to. That's and I, I didn't really have anything, like, I did have the, the crazy house, but I didn't plan on continuing to live there. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any internships, like I guess everyone's meant to, because I didn't know, because I didn't go to school. <laughs> Um, I, my grades were fine. I was probably going to, like, graduate and everything, but I didn't have a job. The only job that I had was only in the holidays, which was where I went and, like, landscaped near the mines. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't something that was sustainable either. Uh, and one day I sat in the car with my dad and I was telling him, like, you know, we're going to, like, move to Melbourne and we're going to do this and this is how it's going to work out. And he was like, why don't you move to New York? What the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't, what, what have you got here? So like, he didn't want you, you to back? move to New York. No, he he was telling, he was telling me, you to move. He was to telling me to move to New York. He was just like, "Why wouldn't you do that?" And my dad has always been like, "You've got to like take all the opportunities you can get because you know luck isn't real. <laughs> luck is just opportunity seized." So I like that. Yeah. So it was fucking scary, but I did 
come here, I came here with like four guitars on a trolley and my amp head in a bag full of four shoes. Four guitars, no clothes. I, I had like one bag of clothes, I had four bags of guitars. <laughs> true, true musician. Right I sold everything before I left, like... I had a traumatic experience selling so many CDs and like some fucking wanker that owned a record shop coming up with a massive pile of shit and being like, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so of course, yeah, yeah. So sold him that. But that was just like, it was a trip out. It was really good to get rid of all of my stuff though. Mm-hmm. Like just not having anything but guitars was really, really super liberating. You can't so. wear, you cannot wear guitars to music interviews though. Or any of the interviews, not just music, job interviews. Yes, I I did have to go to Banana Republic when I first moved here. Oh. To um, do they have that in Australia? No, no, not at all. I went to Banana Republic because I thought that moving to America, having a degree, being a generally fairly personable person, would automatically mean like in Australia I could probably just get a job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I thought all I had to do to get a job was go into Banana Republic and buy some nice fucking pants, and even that was traumatic. I was like, what is this size? I'm, I'm an eight, and they'd be like, we don't know. Probably not an eight, actually, since that's not that size. So I had to find out what fucking size I was, and then I had to deal with the fact that everyone was way too nice in the shops and really trying very hard to be helpful, but you're still quite aware of the fact that they maybe hate you for being there. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I, yeah, I've never worked in retail, but I just assume that no one ever wants me there. Yeah, yeah. Can I help you, sir? <laughs> no? Perfect. I'm yeah. going to go back to texting my friend. Sending them pictures of myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. I went to get work clothes and I started interviewing. At one point I had like six unpaid jobs. Yeah. That was good. That was pretty brutal. Um, for a time I worked for a tattooist in exchange for tattoos. How many tattoos did you get? Two. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it was a very good trade. How many? He was really expensive and I was $10 an hour and it was a direct trade. Oh. Yeah. So you'd have to work like 16 hours for under $60 tattoo. Hmm? Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like worth that much at the, at the end, actually. The things you've said, you heard before. When you hear my boots knocking on your floor, you never have to ask for more from me. Okay, so you have the tattoos. Now, um, <laughs> tattoos are great. How many do you have in total? Oh, shit. One. Well, I guess I've got... I don't know, actually. One, two, three, four, five? Five. Five tattoos. Not that many. I have one. I've had the same one. Is it the envelope? It's the envelope right there. Look at this man. This man is adorable. Cute. I've been, really cute. You know, I want another one, but I've been, uh, like, I'm saving up for it, but it's, like, super low on the priorities list of things I'm saving up yeah, for. Yeah, because, seriously. They're super expensive. You need so much crap. Yeah. Living in this country, you need so much crap. However, Australia has $26 cocktails, which is stupid. <laughs> so, I don't know what you say about all the crap you need, but, like, I will never pay $26 for a cocktail. I don't know. Like I think that life changed that I started needing more crap because of life, but I, like, blame it on Bless America. You. At, so when I was living in a closet in New Zealand, it was literally like I had a backpack and I was like, I'm the happiest guy alive. I like moved into an apartment and I was like, wow, I've got all this extra f- like space. It feels so empty. Let's just <laughs> shit, shit everywhere. Just like, what, what can That's I put exactly here? That's exactly what happened. I had just like empty boxes in the corner of my room because it'd be like, oh, you know what? This is an empty corner. Let's just fill it up with like exactly. empty wooden boxes. Exactly. I'm going to call it art. You know what I do is, uh, 
shelves and guitars go everywhere, right? But the problem yeah. is mm-hmm. that I'm the person that insists on being the one to put up the shelves and guitars because I've worked as a labourer. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Fuck you. I'm a man. <laughs> so I have to put things in the walls. I suck at putting things in the walls. Now, I how am... can you be terrible at putting things into the wall? Like what? I can't even, I don't even know. Like, I drill the hole too big for the anchor all the time, or, like, I drill into something hard. Every single time I put a drill through the wall, I hit something fucking hard. Like, there is Landlords no love you. winning. I'm actually an expert spackler, though, so that's good. I've heard that, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, it's terrible. All of, these, uh, all of these guitars you'll see probably, like, I think six in the house on the walls are so close to falling out of the walls. It is crazy. At one point, a guitar did fall out of the wall and landed so perfectly. Did that it hit the turtle? It, no. Oh. It was. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yes, I killed my turtle and I got a new one. <laughs> um, no, it just it uh, it did absolutely nothing actually, but it did lead us to believe that we had a ghost for a little while. Oh, that's good. You, are you quite superstitious? Dude, I'm so afraid of ghosts. Are you really? Yeah. Oh man. I'm like afraid of not many things actually. No, that's not true. I'm afraid of heaps of shit. Well, you're from Australia, where, like, 80% of everything will kill you. I'm not afraid of conventional things like spiders and snakes Uh so bad. But I'm afraid of things like ghosts and, like, like if people put something over their face and they pull it tight and they can see their features through the fabric, it freaks me the fuck out. Have you, do you know, so are you familiar with St. Vincent? Because, like, one of her covers is her, like, stretching her face Yeah, I probably didn't put that record on my wall. I can't wait to buy you that for your birthday. Please don't do that. like, (laughs) happy birthday. Here's a a bunch of photos of me stretching my face through things. (laughs) This is chicken wire. This is a plastic bag. Oh, my God, plastic bags, too. Plastic bags freak you out, too? No, not plastic bags by themselves. That'd be insane. I never go shopping. (laughs) Plastic I bought my own biodegradable satchel. Please do not touch me with a plastic bag. Um, no, plastic bags on heads. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, that can kill you. That's pretty scary. Have you... Okay, so you are a musician, and we're talking about all the wonderful things in your life, which are great, because you're a wonderful, fantastic person, but why don't you oh. give me some insight into, like, who your music icons are? Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It's kind of a, <laughs> kind of a lame question, but my producer It's actually like, not a lame question in the slightest. It's just a scary question for me. Oh. Um, we, we don't judge. I you're you're an S Club say... 7 fan, aren't you? <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. S- we all were at one. I don't blame you. That was a great show. I actually saw an S Club 7 tribute band in a mall in regional There's Australia one time. Bands. Yes. And I'm sure that they made heaps of money in shopping malls, actually. I think, well, they just recently tried to get back together, and I think only, like, three of them actually, like, like, rejoined the band, and they still call themselves S Club 7. Which bothers me on a fundamental level, but I'll let it happen. Okay. Well, the thing is that if you didn't write the songs in the first place, you literally can't make any money. Fair. Yeah. So then you write your own songs. And you're not an S Club 7 fan, so why don't you tell me who you're really a right. fan of? <laughs> um, I'm a, actually, when I was like a teenager, I was a huge Nirvana fan. Enormous Nirvana fan. Mm-hmm. Um, which has led me now to just reject anybody that also admits to being a Nirvana fan. I have such a huge problem with Nirvana covers. Like, I can't... I have a problem with the fact that Tumblr is just a sea of Kurt Cobain pictures. Oh my god. Oh, Kurt, you really understood me. I, I, I bet Kurt Cobain wouldn't give a shit about you. No, no. Because <laughs> Kurt Cobain was the biggest wanker. <laughs> and you know it. You know it. He was such a huge wanker. Yeah. And probably behaved like a dick to everyone all the time. 
and probably behave like a dick to his own wife. And yet, he's like this god. And I think it's just because he looks like fucking Jesus. And he died. And he I'm died. convinced. I have this theory have time to that if certain people in our life had never, like, been assassinated or, like, killed or whatever before their prime, like, they would be alive today and just be shit. Yeah. Because we all get shitty. Yeah. Like, you just take on too much Like, too much Abraham experience. Lincoln, if he hadn't been killed... Might have just been, like, anybody's racist grandpa. You know? Like, he'd be like... You know? But he died, and so we are like, oh my god. He was so good. He, he never was disappointed an excellent us. person. He never had a... Because he never had a chance to disappoint you. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I get to a point in my career where it's like, I can do nothing but go up, and then I just die. And people are like, look at all the things he could have done. I think that instead of dying, what you should do is just stop. <laughs> just disappear. Just fake a death. That's good. I like, like that. Like, don't actually die, because then you miss out on, like, probably a solid, like, 80 years worth of awesome. Dis- well, okay. If you're disabled, then I'll just make fun of you. We'll still have a great time. So I'll, like, have iPhone... Like, I'll miss out on the iPhone 14, which everyone knows is going to be the best iPhone. Yeah, I, I, right. and also the um, Xbox 1800. I heard that that's... really fucking Yeah. Nice. The Xbox and the Xbox You're actually just going to be able to play Xbox by swinging your dick around. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. Fable is going to be so good. So you like video games. But, <laughs> so we're, so I think the point of this interview now is going to be to try and get you to talk about music because we don't, we obviously don't want to. Um, so now that we're talking about Nirvana. Right, sorry. Um, so yes, so so Nirvana was a key influence. The 90s, the Seattle sound was a, was a huge was influence. Was it just rain? Was that was that the Seattle sound? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Do it was just outside? rain uh-huh. and people ordering coffee in really weird ways. At Starbucks. Yeah. Can I get my Maki Pacchiato? Like, Please. sugar-free with, like, low-fat whipped cream, and can I... Oh, I read this thing about the fucking secret menu. <laughs> Cats on the sound. <laughs> um, right, so that that happened, and I was, like, a snob about it, mm-hmm. and I was undoubtedly a dick about it. Um, I used to, when I was a teenager, go to sleep at night, like, crying about my sorrows to Courtney Love. Uh, like, actually on the phone. Yo, Courtney. Yeah. I'd be like, Courtney! <laughs> Freya, what do you need? My, what do you Why need are you embarrassing yourself all the time? Jingo, Jingo. She's so good. She's so wonderful. Um, and I, I went through, like, a, I guess a journey of playing with bands where I just really wanted to make them sound like all of the bands that I love. And then you started your own band. Uh, yeah, I started my own band when I was, like, uh, well, I was, in the high, I was in the primary school rock band called The Missing Chromosomes. I know. <laughs> that sounds really terrible. That was my idea, that name, and they let they let us do it. We performed at all the school events, and we were called that. Like, it's Isn't so horrible. Yeah, like, you'd never get away with that in America. <laughs> Not at all. Because chances are someone in the audience would have a missing chromosome, and they'd be like, listen. This is not PC. <laughs> this is not the music that I like. Yeah. So obviously yeah. this is wrong. It was, uh, it was, it was really funny. Like, we'd, ha- we'd be like school parades, school assemblies we'd play. It was brilliant. That's we fair, did yeah. like uh, what do we do? We covered Jebediah, which you guys won't know. Nope. We covered we covered Jet. Are you gonna be my girl? Dun 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 dun. dun. So this is how old I am. So back to the topic at hand. Sorry. 
It's both Staying of our on phones. topic, actually not my forte. No, and I don't think I, no one actually cares, right? They all know you're a musician. Listen to our music, it's great. FreyaWilcox.bandcamp.com, <laughs> right? Is that what it is? Yeah, I actually have my own website now. Oh, you do? Dude, it's so crazy. I made a website. Tell us, tell us about the website. It's really not that exciting. Though. All right, don't tell us about the website. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about <laughs> tell us about uh, something? Why don't you help me develop this question? So music. Tell us about your either your favorite song you've written or the hardest song you've ever had to write. And hard because mm. it was like intense, emotional, wonderful. You cried. Oh. I don't normally cry when I play my own songs. I normally only cry when I play other people's songs. So. Oh my god. Same. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> same. I get Broke it. the lab. Um, <laughs> like you ever play Let It Go and you sit down and cry. Oh yeah. Um, I had a song to write. I think that I'm actually in the process now of writing some songs that have been really hard to write because mm-hmm. I've been, this isn't really a useful answer, but I've been robbed of so much time having a job, not being like unemployed and just being yeah. able to do it all the time, um, that I find myself writing songs in my head more than actually writing them in practice. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time wake up in the morning think about the song like play it in your head a few times in the middle of the day at work play this song in your head a few times experiment with things so it's almost like playing with a full band except it's all in your brain that's really difficult that's really difficult to get a grasp on in terms of you need to be able to lay it out really well mm-hmm. like psychologically but then you also have to be able to fucking remember it which when you're playing like two three nights a week <laughs> and drinking there's just no way so I think that in terms of like difficulty, actually trying to write songs. So it's, without it, having it's like a difficulty of thing. yeah of the practice of yeah. being able to find the time to write, and I think that's yeah. something a lot of people struggle with. And like I know as myself, I've you've been writing much longer than I have, and um, right now even then I'll be at work and I'm like, you know what I really wish I was doing right now, just like playing my guitar and writing songs. <laughs> like, that's all I really want to do. Yeah, yeah, and, it's like, the worst. I'd probably just end up playing Pokemon or something instead, but... It's actually really, really hard to sit down and make yourself play. Totally, totally. It's very difficult, but um, I get that, and people can relate. And yeah. It's, um, yeah, I feel you, girl. I think that most of... <laughs> most of my songs up to this point have been really easy, and I felt always like it's just one of those things, like, everybody says, oh, it didn't come from me, it came through me, man. And you felt and that. Just, yeah, just no, came, totally. You know, it's you. just, it's always been quite easy, like, a jam a lot. Um, the first song that I remember actually like writing and, and really working on was um, a song called Charisma that you would have heard the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bullshit song. Sounds like a Nirvana song. Wrote it when I was like 11 years old and then continued to work on it for years and years and years because what would happen is I would go and record it and then I'd listen to it and be like, oh, I hate myself and have to continue to work on it. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the one, incidentally, the first one that probably taught me a lot about songwriting. I'm flying back to my city Think of your eyes Yeah, so like we'll, uh, we'll round this out, I guess. And um, one final question. Would you mind telling us the story about your lovely blue jean couch? Oh, yeah. I have a this is the Canadian tuxedos couch. of couch, actually. Oh, this I love it so much, perfect. dude. And isn't it so fucking comfortable? Like, if this couch yeah, is a right. person... I'm not, I'm not going to give you that. I'm going to say it's an okay couch. I think my couch might be comfier. Okay, but... look, when you want to sleep on a couch, this is the one. 
This is the one for you. This is the one for me. It's kind of like sleeping in your most comfy pair of jeans. I'll be like, listen, Fred, I'm at a party in Long Island, but I <laughs> really need to sleep in this couch, so... Because I can't sleep on one of those Ikea couches that just smooshes. Does ours smush? Do you guys have exactly the same couch as I have in the other room? Because it's no, like you sit no, down and it's like... No, ours has got like a pull-out like... bed because we're real people. Oh, well, but... ours, ours folds out. It's like, you know those little tiny foam chairs you have when you're a kid that can fold out so there's leg space? Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah. basically a grown-up version of that. Oh, yeah, that's It's fair. awful. Right. But so, this one in particular, yeah. um, my gorgeous boss. Like, I have an awesome boss. This is going in the internet, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm tagging you in it. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, you've said it. It's I'll not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to leave that on the editing room floor. Unlike every other, like, wannabe punk in the world, I actually enjoy my boss. That's but good. she uh, she had this couch. It was a hand-me-down from her in-laws who upgraded from a denim couch to a flannel couch. <laughs> so, so when there's clothing trends, they don't buy the clothes, they buy the couch. I like that a lot. That's really excellent. Absolutely, absolutely. And plus this fade was really going out of style. <laughs> the so, acid um, wash couch was just wasn't in it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't happening. <laughs> so we actually went out to New Jersey. It probably was one of the first times I went out to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And our mate picked us up and we hadn't told him that he was gonna be driving out to Bumfuck, Idaho to pick up a couch. We were just like, Hey, so we need you to go out to Verona to pick up a couch. I realise now that I've said that that uh, Verona is not Bumfuck, Idaho. Actually, I've never. I don't know anything about I, it. So. Yeah, I was just like, "Wow, that's a really romantic so you went outside place." Idaho to pick up a couch. <laughs> bumfuck New Jersey, not such, not such bumfuck New Jersey. Um, and so, anyway, he had to pick up this couch, and we also picked up a couch for another person, and then had to deliver couches and then make him go to IKEA, where everyone goes to die that night. So that poor dude, like, probably nearly killed himself that night for us to get this couch. And we have a Stanley Kubrick fucking uh, entryway in our apartment where you've got to go up that, like, fucking orange stairway and then instead of having doors on either side, you've got doors in a triangle. So getting this gigantic denim couch into this apartment required so much assistance that somebody from outside actually ended up having to stay with us for, like, half an hour because he offered to help us bring it up the stairs and then had to deal with the fact that we couldn't get it into the apartment at all. <laughs> it was the worst thing to do to somebody on a worth Saturday. Worth it? So worth it, man. I love this thing. Plus, I have a denim couch. How many people have a denim couch? This is probably really expensive. I can tell you that this, since this being like episode 1.1, this is the only denim couch <laughs> that I have ever dealt with. Yeah, yeah. Most people have a brown couch. And I think that the brown couch is important. That's Don't good, because our couch is brown. You better not say anything about it. <laughs> everyone, everyone needs a brown couch, mm-hmm. but I've already gotten rid of my brown couch. Now you've got a blue jean couch. Yeah. Is probably never gonna let this one go. It'll probably be sit in my man cave there. when I'm 80. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Well, um, Freya, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's been oh, a real pleasure. I mean, sitting on my couch. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait for dinner. Cheers, Con. Sponsored by PBR. Not true. <laughs> for our lives to be gone. Things for money, and you do the same for me.
You've just listened to the very first episode of Other People's Couches with uh, your host, Colin Valley, and our guest star today was Freya Wilcox. If you'd like to hear any more of the wonderful music done by Freya herself, you can head over to freyawilcox.bandcamp.com. And remember, if you like what you hear, click subscribe.